Awesome. Will you guys pray with me? Father, we thank you for this morning. God, I thank you just for the quality of relationships and connections that have already taken place this morning. I'm so grateful for that. I thank you for this community of men. We ask that you would bless this this morning, God, with your presence, with your spirit. And as we dive into the reading of your word, the studying of your word together, God, I pray that you would challenge us as you always do, even through one another. We love you and we praise you. We give this morning to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Nick? Hey, good morning, gents. So I get the privilege of introducing uh, Joe Sparrow this morning. He wanted me to open with a few Bible verses from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. They say, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So like I said, I'm introducing Joe this morning. Our table's teaching on how we can trust that the Bible is true. And Joe is just going to go through his a little bit of his testimony and some lessons that we could all use. Joe is a 73-year-old Vietnam vet. He served three tours in Vietnam in the Marine Corps. He's married to Diane for 35 years. They have two sons, Stephen and Brian, four grandchildren and one on the way. Congratulations, Joe. He's deacon at the church at South Lake, a men's group leader, an Iron Man of God, and a believer in the Bible. And he's one of my mentors and good friend from the military table that I've been sitting with for a few years now, three, four years. So without further ado, let's bring on Joe Sparrow. Morning, everyone. How we doing? Good. I want to do something this morning. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then I'm going to count that as one group. I would like one man from each table to come up here with me. Doesn't matter which one you are, but I'd like one from each table to come up here. Not doing calisthenics. Guys, the reason I called you all up here is to show that there is a way that this book gives us that Christ is the one that shows us to lead the way. And in order to do that, he had to choose a few people. He didn't choose everybody. You may take your seats. Thank you because I'm leaning on you guys this morning. Can we pray again this morning? I don't know about you guys, but I need it a lot. And I need it for what I'm going to present this morning. So gracious and heavenly father, I stand before you and these men today seeking from you wisdom, knowledge, understanding on the subject that I've been given. And Father, you know this is not something I really want to do, but it is something that I believe you chose me to do. And because of that, I give thanks 
to you for each one that's here for each family that's represented and i just pray heavenly father that what you give each of us will receive in the way that you want it i thank you for the opportunity and i thank you for allowing these men to be a part of my life as you build my story and I'm thanking you, Father, for these things in your Son, Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. Gentlemen, I made a few observations as I was looking at this. How can we trust that the Bible is true? All of us, when we were growing up, had someone give us guidance, whether it be our parents or even if we were on the street, we had someone to give us some guidance, some things that we remember today that we lean on. One of those things for me is this book. There's a song out that says, Lean On Me. Well, I think the guy that wrote it had the wrong idea because if you lean on him, you'll fall down. But he said, lean on me. And my observation took me here. I hope you can track with me. My observation says, first of all, there has to be law for order to even be formed. Did you get that? Before there's order, there has to be law. The Genesis account says that in the beginning, God. We can stop there because in the beginning, that's all there were. God and nothing. Then God exacted some laws to create. He created forms by speaking. He said, let there be. Whatever it was, he created the law for it to be by speaking. That law is what we lean on today. The law that God said, let there be. Before he rested, he got together with the rest of the Trinity and said, let us make man in our image. Well, still, he's doing the same thing. We are a product of laws that were created to make order. He gave us order out of those laws. If we continue through the stories in the Bible, we will find that sin infected some of those laws and it infected all of creation. Not just man, but the earth itself. It infected. But I don't want to sit there from all of that beginning came a big old boat. That big boat, <laughs> Noah created the ark. It took God's law for that to happen. And with that, continue on, God got rid of everything except him and his three sons. And I say to you, those three sons connects all of us in here today in the one family. You can go back and check out the Genesis account. But some of you may not even believe that. But that don't matter that much because 
This is not a story about everybody, but it is a story of everybody. Because out of those three came the nations. Go back and read the history on the nations and you'll find that we stem from those nations. God didn't have to create anymore. He gave us the ability to do some creating. God made his first covenant with Noah and he said, I will never destroy the earth again with water or a flood. And then he put a bow in the sky called a rainbow. <laughs> well, that's a sign from God. That and a whole host of other things today we misuse. As a child, I was in the word a lot. My parents taught me what the word said. I stood and did bit parts in plays. I played Joseph. I played Jesus. I played a Pharisee. I also played a Sadducee because I'm so sad, you see. <laughs> Fast forwarding, there was an interpretation taken. First I observed, then I took some interpretation. I believe that what we must look at is what Jesus actually did if we believe that he's who he says he is. Jesus took 12 ordinary men, ordinary men like you and you and you and you too. And he did extraordinary things with those men. That's where I want to try and camp for a minute this morning. This group of ragtag ordinary men became the builders of our faith. I'd like to just run you through some of what they did. Peter, known as the Rock, he was one of the leaders in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost when the acts of the apostles started happening. Those acts included <laughs> building the church in places where there never was a church. And in a time when religion was the thing that everybody held on to. Religion was the law of the Jews. There were other people outside the Jews who had other laws. The however is, according to what I understand in this, the Jews go all the way back to Genesis with the promise of a seed. And there were two seeds at that time, the seed of Satan and the seed of promise. That seed of promise is Jesus. This I believe. Peter was the leader in Jerusalem when he and John were arrested for healing a man on the Sabbath. Are there any physicians in here? Would you heal a man on the Sabbath? And do you think that's okay? Yes. Well, in this day, that was not okay. But that's what they did. They had a lot of things going on. James, the brother of John, was with Jesus. And in that travel time, 
There was a resurrection of the daughter of Jairus. He was there. He traveled to Syria, Gethsemane. This young man was killed by Herod Agrippa in AD 44. You can go back and read that account to get better information. Let's go back a second to Peter. If you know anything about your Bible, you've heard about the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Peter was the one who rebuked them at that time. Lastly, there is Paul. Paul wasn't with Jesus, but Paul wanted to jail all the followers of Jesus. And he did that. He went and got letters in the whole nine yards to put them away. But something happened on the way to Damascus. He had a meeting with this same Jesus. And Paul suffered greatly for Jesus. You and I today don't have to go through what these young men went through. But what I would like for you to come around to is if these stories are true and if these ragtag ordinary men were able to bring up the gospel create the church to follow two things first to follow a new way of doing things and then to follow and believe and have faith in a crucified and risen Christ. If you don't believe that, I don't think you've spent time here. The biggest thing you can do, which is what I have done, is spend time here. If you spend time in there, I think you will get a qualified understanding of why I would say this is how I can trust that the Bible is true. I believe these stories. I've been taught from I was a youth. They stay today. And I've been led through war. Three tours in Vietnam. Drugs. Alcohol afterwards. Not able to hold down a job. But God my God, because of him, I stand before you today. I stand on this word, and I believe the whole thing. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much, Joe. How long have you been following Jesus? Well, there are two answers to that question. One, I accepted him when I was 13 years old in Orlando, Florida. When I went to the military, I did what most people in here do. Turned my back on him. I walked away, and he led me back. Amen. The reason why I ask is I'm sure everyone feels it too. I just feel like you have so much history of following God, so much time spent in, in the word that 10 minutes just really isn't enough time for you to really share what's on your heart. For me, I was just really blessed just to feel your heart and your passion this morning. I'm excited to continue it on at our tables for the rest of the morning. Joe sent me over some questions this morning that I flipped over to you guys. So table captains, you would have got an email from 
from me this morning, not last night, but please let me know if you did not receive the questions. And we want to continue the morning on at our tables this morning. So table captains, I'm going to give the floor to you guys, and we're going to spend the rest of the time in table discussion. Thank you so much, Joe. You're so welcome. God bless you.